Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tandy. I'm Erin. And this is our seventh heaven podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing season 11, episode 19 of Seventh Heaven. The title is Some Breakups and Some Get Togethers. The IMDb user synopsis is When Ruthie asks T Bone to help her get a job at his movie theater to earn enough for an anniversary present, reciprocating his engagement ring, he tells colleague Mac that he wants to use Eric's permission to break up with Ruthie, but doesn't know how. Without asking, Mac uses T-Bone's cell phone to send Ruthie a text message, meaning, I break up with you, and as if that weren't blunt enough, accidentally copies it to the boy's entire phone list, so everybody knows. Only Ruthie doesn't get it. Lucy is furious at insensitive T-Bone. Annie, spelled A-N-N-Y, blames Eric, fearing his permission will overshadow the couple's own feelings. Margaret is furious, feeling used when she hears Mac has taken full credit reading the Crawford English literature paper she helped him write. Jane says that kills her blossoming love for him. Mac feels an attack by lip contact is his best shot. Kevin is very eager to become sheriff in Crossroads, where he can make a real difference, but Lucy doesn't want to move and collects excuses, so they decide to ponder their choice a bit longer. Police Captain Michaels tells Kevin the job pays great, but also offers him an alternative job without moving. Now he's up for promotion to chief of police himself. Martin acts toward Jane as if they aren't together, but refuses Mac's suggestion to look for a more practical girlfriend at his college. Ruthie considers Dad's advice to leave T-Bone free to choose. True love comes trow anyway. T-Bone gets second thoughts. And that was the episode, so we will see you next week. Um, what was your first impression of this episode? Um, I, we were talking about, yes, like, in the last episode, how they're, like, coupling everybody up, so it's, like, nice and tied up, but they literally just broke everyone up in this episode. Well, it's called Some Breakups and Some Get-Togethers, but nobody has gotten together. That we've seen yet. Um, so, I don't, I don't know. So I just, like, sometimes it just feels like they took, like, a dartboard and are just throwing darts at different plot points, and that's what's happening, and there's no real, like cohesion or storytelling being involved there was no plan for this whole season and now we're at the end of it so yeah that's what's happened mm-hmm. that's probably very literally mm-hmm. what was happening they were like oh we got 22 more episodes and we don't have an idea what to do for any of them like so the here only, we are at 19 and they're the, just the only cohesive episode like the only cohesive thought they had for the season was that they were going to give um the rev something wrong with his heart and they were going to like give lucy some issues but, like, the Lucy Issues thing ended, what, three, four, or five episodes in? Well, I mean, she's having, like, issues. Like, I mean, it's not the same. Yeah. But she's, like, I don't know, I guess being confronted with a life show. Because that's, like, really all you can do. You can't really move, because now they have all these, like, teenage and college-age characters, and they're not going to, they're not really facing any big, like, nothing they do is going to be important. So I guess it's just, like, Lucy is, like, the only adult character that is, like, going to have major life choices and things presented her i guess and i feel like we've like we're really just bypassing the revs like big health stuff like ever since his heaven episode they just, just casually like, bring it up like yeah. don't tell him about the tattoo he'll die <laughs> don't uh, tell him you want to move to crossroads he'll die <laughs> so let's get started the cold open is ruthie um in a deaf a new look her hair is up i actually like this look i i, pre- I, I thought it, it was, was a good nah, change. Nah, nah, nah. Like, I mean, it's just something different, different. because, yeah, so. 
So Ruthie wants a job at the contestant stand because she's taking the Rev and Annie's advice from the last episode. She has to get a job so she can have her tattoo removed. Um, so. And also to buy a gift for um, T-Bone for the six-month anniversary. Um, this moves so quickly because then they get the tattoos after they were dating for like two months. Yeah. We've jumped four months now. Um, so Mac is at the concession stand, not like the, the ticket booth, picking up his homework. And he, um, that's when T-Bone asks help to break up with Ruthie. And so a text is sent. Um, to everyone in Glen Oak. Yeah. So basically it's sent to Ruthie and then copied and forwarded to the rest of his phone list. So everybody knows that the breakup is happening so they don't have to actually tell anyone. And we will give a screenshot of this later on. But it's basically. I thought it. Okay. So like it's like. T9 word texting. Yeah. And they all keep saying, I am breaking up with you. I just saw, I didn't see an I. No, there was no I, So it's like the letter M and then it's B, like B-R-8. space B-R-8-N space U-P and then it's like W-U. Or like is U spelled out? I can't remember. No, U is not spelled out. Yeah, W-U. W slash U. Yeah. So it says, I'm breaking up with you. But everyone keeps saying, I'm breaking up with you. Anyway... Everyone is like, T-Bone is breaking up with me. And then everyone realizes, oh, no, this was not meant for all of us. T-Bone is breaking up with Ruthie. And they're like, how is she going to handle it? So for some reason, Ruthie has her phone with her, but she doesn't check. Well, her, well we I mean, we'll can, get, yeah, 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 we'll get, get to that. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to it. But, but meanwhile, okay, so, yeah, Kevin and Lucy are, like, dealing with their shit of, like, should we move to Crossroads? But also Lucy gets this text because of everyone does. And Kevin gets it, too. Yeah. Yeah, T-Bone has everybody's phone number. So um, Lucy first is very pissed off, and then she realizes very quickly that, oh, this is the doing of her own father. Um, and Kevin, for some reason, gets this musical interlude, which makes it seem he's, like he's the one getting broken up yeah, with. <laughs> he seems to be taking it very hard. Uh, uh, and we start the, ba- the same argument from the last episode. In this episode, Lucy does not want to leave because she doesn't want to be away from her dying dad. And also, like, her dad needs all this help with all these teenagers. And, you know, she wants to have another kid and she wants to be around people that she knows and not in the middle of nowhere. And Kevin really likes the idea of being... The uh, law. Yeah. But, like, he, he's like, I went into doing this kind of work to protect innocent people, but I'm not protecting innocent people. I'm actually protect, protecting guilty people or putting the same people in jail all the time. And he's like, I want to not work here. I want to work, work over there. So we have, like... So anyway, so Lucy has a date with Sandy yeah. in which Sandy calms her fears about moving to Crossroads because she's like, I will visit you all the time. Um, and this is all that she really wanted. When Sandy is like, oh, it won't be that hard because I will be available to help you when, I don't know, you need help or you want to go on vacation or whatever and you need somebody to be, like, the stand-in minister, I can help you with everything. She's willing and to drop in a class Right, she's, she's saying, because, like, Lucy's like, that's really nice and all, uh, th- that's nice and all, but, like, you have to go to college. And then, Luce, like, Lucy is like, I want to get my master's and I can't do that if I'm the only, like, reverend. And then Sandy is like, who has not finished her bachelor's, is like, I also want to get my masters but i will put it on hold for like for the sake of helping you out and i don't know so there's something going on there or whatever but anyway in the meantime kevin's meeting with captain michaels um where we find out that kevin is a bad tipper and only tips 15 percent and that um captain michaels is being promoted well 15 percent for average service 20 percent for great service. great service which i think is like tw- like 20 to 22 percent is like would be good service. I do like 18% if it's just standard. 
and like 15 if it's really poor. So yeah. I do 10 to 15% if it's delivery, and I do 20% anytime I'm at a restaurant. Um, but if it's a restaurant and there is, like, a large bar tab, like, if there are, like, multiple, like, 8 or $9 drinks, I will take the alcohol out of it and calculate that separately and calculate the food. Oh, I don't, go, I don't go through that. I just Well, because do. it's ridiculous to, to tip, like, 20% on, like, an $8 beer that somebody just had to, like, if it was, like, bottled, like, literally just take the cap off. Anyway. But... Um, so we learn that Captain Michaels is becoming the chief of police, and he's like, listen, well, he says, like, he's like, I heard you're thinking about taking the job at Crossroads. It's, like, a good gig-ish because, like, everything is independently funded, and those people you met with are very, very wealthy. He's going to get paid more than the chief of police. And they would be paying you, but he's like, but I'm going to become the chief of police, and I would like for you to stay in Glen Oak and come back to the Glen Oak police force. So please consider this. And... Kevin doesn't consider it at all, and I don't know why this scene happened, because I thought that Kevin was going to be like, you know what, I can't wait to be work underneath police chief Michaels. Uh, I think the reason is because Lucy's like, I always get what I want, so I'm going to let you have what you want so we can we can move to Crossroads. And Kevin's very much like, yes, let's do it. But then Lucy's like, wait, let's give us a couple of days to tell everyone. And Kevin's like, why do we got to wait? And then all of a sudden Lucy's like, well, I was hoping that you'd change your mind and eventually I'd go back to getting what I wanted. And Kevin's like, fine, I'll give you a couple of days, but I'm not going to change my mind. But I'm assuming the couple of days... Are going to make Kevin change his mind. Maybe Chief of Police Michaels will come back and... I don't know. Who knows what will happen? But um, uh, somebody's gonna—they're gonna have to make a decision quickly because this is episode nineteen. Um, uh. So moving on, um, Jane and Martin are a thing. Uh, I they, guess. They, I guess they went on like one date, or like he a kissed couple. her. He kissed her at the Dairy Shack, yeah. and now they're dating. Um, Even though, again, much like Sandy, he does not live in Glen Oak, and there's like this distance thing. But whatever. Uh, so Jane and Martin are having a phone date because Martin is sick and can't, like, come down, and also Jane doesn't want to get sick. Except this phone date is weird in that they're talking about, like, Martin's history with Sandy, Martin's history with Ruthie, Martin's history with Meredith. Meredith, <laughs> Meredith who goes to the same college as Martin, and they see each other all the time, but they don't really talk, and, like, Martin's talking well, about Meredith, yeah, like, as ta- if... Well, they're talking about... How, like, Martin is basically saying, like, still saying, going on about how stupid it is that Ruthie got a tattoo with T-Bone's name, like, someone she hardly knows, on her back. And then um, Jane is like, isn't this a little bit of, like, the pot calling the kettle black because you have a baby with a stranger? Mm -hmm. Um, And Martin is like, "Mm, okay, well, whatever. Let's ignore that. Um, But... Yeah, so that's, like, oh, but then, so basically, Martin says to Jane, the person he is dating now, is, like, I wish that I had a baby with Meredith instead. So I'm, like, you're saying to your current girlfriend that you wish you didn't accidentally have a baby with a stranger, but with your ex-girlfriend who you broke up with when you got Sandy pregnant, this is not good optics you should not be saying these things out loud to your current girlfriend. Well, also within that conversation, he's, like, telling Jane that, like, that was the biggest mistake of his life. And Jane's like, oh, right, like, having sex with a stranger. And he's like, no, telling my girlfriend that I am having another woman's baby. And he's like, well, she was going to find out. So it's like, not, yeah, it's... Like, what, you're what eventually you? going to have a baby. And I don't, what the fuck happened to Martin? He was supposed to be this, like... Well, that's like for, like, two episodes, they were like, he's stepping up and being such a good <laughs> father. And now he's like, fuck this. I don't want to take care of this baby. I wish, like, I want to lie about my whole life. <laughs> I wish it was Meredith's baby. I don't... 
Also, they kind of hint at what happens at the end of this episode, but like, which I, looking back at now, you can tell. But as soon as Ruthie and T Bone's breakup is brought up, Ruthie doesn't give a shit. No, no, but I oh, mean, yeah. Martin is like, oh, why didn't I know about this or what they're breaking? Like, he seems to be very interested in the conversation. Which he has sudden. never, like, <laughs> yeah. Again, totally changing his character. But anyway, uh, their whole thing ends with. Uh, Jane being like, we should see other people, and Martin saying, I thought, we didn't know we were seeing each other, which means that they weren't dating. Which was stupid anyway. Oh, and this kind of happens when Mac is on the phone with Martin, and he's like, what the hell are you doing? Why don't you find, like, a girlfriend at your college? Because this is stupid. And Jane is like, we're not seeing each other anymore. So maybe, maybe Martin will find someone at his college, but also I know what happens. So... Anyway, that was stupid. Moving on to another stupid storyline where Margaret did the paper for Mac. And, of course, he just... Oh, she wrote her own paper. And I don't know if Mac ever wrote his own. But he's pre- he's reading his romance novel chapter to his class. And it's, like, great. And all of the students are captivated. And then we cut to Margaret outside of the door. And she is looking very um, angry, I guess. Or she's just, Distraught. like... Curse this man. And... We learned that the assignment that Mac actually turned in was the chapter that Margaret wrote, so he plagiarized her work because he was like, no one will ever know, because Margaret does not go to the school. Except. But of course, the Rev was like, for some reason, they did this on the Revs, like, they were using, okay, T-Bone, who didn't have internet access a few episodes ago, now the Rev is borrowing T-Bone's laptop, and on T-Bone's laptop, oh, all right. They borrowed the Rev's laptop. Okay, oh, they borrowed the Rev's, oh, because again, nobody has... So anyway, this paper that Margaret wrote, or both of them, because the Rev seems to indicate that he read both of their writing. So he, I think what happened... Or maybe the Rev knew that it was plagiarized, so he did this on purpose to get I Mac in trouble. I think, so both, yeah, both of them wrote it on the Rev's laptop. The uh, Margaret gave hers to the Rev to give to the teacher as like a writing sample to be like, please let me come to Crawford. Because this is how college admission works. <laughs> you give your writing sample to a single professor who makes the decision. And he was just reading um, Max. Max. Yeah, so basically Mac Mac gave the same paper that she gave as her, like, writing sample. And that's like, oops. So, yeah, the Rev comes home and he's, like, tells Mac, like, oh, your thing was pretty good. But he's like, Margaret, she has, like, quite a talent. Like, has Margaret, I think, is Margaret there? He's like, have you no. heard? Oh, he's like, Margaret should be hearing from the, your English lit professor soon because I gave her Margaret's chapter that she wrote and mac is like ah shit and he's like that's Uh, a problem mm -hmm. because i also gave my english professor um margaret's chapter but it said my name on it and the rev is like "Mm, Mm -mm. shouldn't have (sighs) before all this goes down um they like so margaret kind of confronts mac about the fact that she stole that he stole her work and then also gets mad at him for breaking up ruthie and t-bone through text message but then Mac's like, oh, but she has perfect lips, and I want to kiss her, and if I kiss her, things will get better. And so they kind of, like, make up with each other, even though Jane's like, don't do it. Um, but then they do break up once she finds out that he, that, like, she, he might have ruined her chances at going to Crawford or whatever. Right. Because um, cause she breaks up with him through text message at the end of the episode. Yes. So that short-lived relationship is gone. Uh, the other short-lived relationship is also gone. And now we're on to the last storyline. The longest running relationship of the season, I guess, other than the Rev and Annie and Kevin and Lucy. Um, so, yeah, 
all right, so yeah, T-Bone sends, well, Max sends this message from T-Bone's phone to everybody, and everybody sees it immediately, except for Ruthie, who has her phone with her, but just, like, she goes to... The yeah, bookstore? Yeah, so she, she's, I don't know, but she's back at the concession, she's back at the movie theater, and she's like, I'm gonna go in and see if... Like you okay, are, that's not I, what happened. <laughs> no, no, this is what happens. Yes, she says, I see you left me a message, which is not how people talk about texts. <laughs> no. Um, but she hasn't opened it. And then T-Bone is like, oh, yeah, it's about, like, me getting you a job. And so he's like, let me see your phone, though. And she leaves her phone there, and he deletes the text, and she goes in and she comes out, and she's like, I got the job, thanks. So she, for some reason, when she got this from, I don't know why she didn't look at the message. No. And she was like, and T-Bone's like, I deleted the message because it was about you getting the job. So the thing is that they do this throughout the episode where they call it a message, but they don't, they keep on referring to it almost like a voicemail instead of a text message. Right, because I could see if it's a voicemail and you didn't get a chance to listen to it yet, but if you see a text, like when you look at your phone, why wouldn't you just like open it and just see what it says? Like it's not... Yeah. <laughs> There's also this whole thing about, like, everybody opening it up, having a hard time figuring out what, like, text speak is. Yeah, and then, so like, the being, old people. Yeah, and then, like, the twins having to be like, it says I'm breaking up with you, because obviously the twins know how to read text speak, even <laughs> though they don't know how to speak speak. Yeah. Um, so this... Basically, Ruthie is oblivious through most of the episode. Annie gets mad at the Rev for basically making... Giving this... T-Bone permission to break up with Ruthie, which he didn't need permission. Well, he should have whole... felt free to do it. Annie's whole thing is that, like, you meddled in something you shouldn't have meddled with. If they were going to break up, he would have done it himself. The What you've done now, though, is put yourself in the middle of it, so she's Ruthie's going to get mad at you. you. Did it, yeah. But on top of that, like, these are teenagers, and they go in and out of relationships, like, every other week. So they might... He might be breaking up with her now, but they might get back together a week later. But now that you've gotten yourself involved, it might... Go south. Yeah. Um, Ruthie finds out some contrived-ass way. Doesn't, like, Annie tell her or something? No. I don't know. What happens is, they've already opened up these messages on their phones. Every single person has. But their phones are still going off as if they still have messages. And Ruthie's like, you should check your messages. Like, it looks like T-Bone called you. But that's not what happened. He sent a text message. (laughs) Which, again, is like, this is, yeah, it's just contrived. Like, that's not how cell phones work. (laughs) Um, I know that happens now with, like, iPhones if you don't turn off the stupid reminder thing and you don't check your message, but, like, these are, like, Nokia, like, these phones have snake on them. So Um, she's like, oh, let me open it up for you as if it hasn't been opened again, and she opens up both her mom's and the Rev's phones, and it's the same message, and she's like, why would the Rev be, why would T-Bone be breaking up with you? What did you do to him? And the Rev's like, I think he's breaking up with you. Which is just like, (laughs) why did we have to say all of this? This is nonsense. So she's kind of like upset and But not that upset. Yeah. The Rev, like basically she's like, I look, I knew this was stupid from the beginning. I got this tattoo and I realized from his reaction that he wasn't into it as much as I was, and that's why I wanted to take it off. Not because I don't think we're gonna be together forever, or not that I don't love him, but because he doesn't like it. And that's why he got me this promise ring is because he feels like this obligation towards me. But I thought maybe, like, we could get past this because I still love, like, he loves me and I love him. But I guess not. I guess he always, like, I guess I've just been making him feel guilty or making him feel obligated to be in this relationship. And on the flip side, T-Bone is like, I don't really want to break up with Ruthie anymore. I don't know why he comes to this decision, but he's just like, Max shouldn't have done that. I was, like, frustrated in the moment, but now I'm fine. I actually do want to date Ruthie. Um, But then Ruthie's like... But as we know, at the end, there's, like, a bomb dropped where... 
Ruthie is like, I guess she's getting ready to go to school. Someone offers her a ride, Mac or so, like Mac, who's like not go, who's going back to the college or something. Um, and Ruthie's like, no, it's okay. Martin's picking me up. And yeah, here we go. All right, <laughs> we're starting again because, like you said, Martin took a an interest in knowing that T Bone and Ruthie broke up. I know how this ends, so I'm like not. I have no hopes, but. But, but do also you want just them like, to be together no, now? No, no, because Martin's just, like, all over the place. They've totally butchered his character, and it was stupid. Like, this is just, like, they're now they're just, like, portraying a Martin that's just, like, desperate. He, like, will go out with anyone. Like, he's just a serial dater now. Like, he has no, he feel, like, like not no connection to anyone. He's just, like, I will date anyone that is available because this is who I am now. Which is fine for, like, a college boy, whatever, but that's not, like, the basis of his character, but whatever. Right, that's, like, not who he yes. was. Um, and and also, ho- he seems to be obsessed with sex. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Well, the whole thing with, like, Sandy, and he's just, like, do you think, like, every single time he's, like, well, will we be having sex? And yeah, like, no. but that's over, I yeah. guess, now forever, because Dr. Jonathan Sanderson has appeared in two episodes and was mentioned in one. So that's going to happen. So where we're at now with three episodes left is the Rev is still alive. Um, the twins, Or is he? <laughs> the twins are being homeschooled. Uh, Lucy and Kevin may or may not be moving. Ruthie and Martin may or may not be happening. Sandy is never leaving the King Kirk side. <laughs> and uh, those three, the, the random teenagers that are all around. Are, well, who cares if yeah, their yeah. storylines ever get resolved? Or Mac. They, like, they, they don't have storylines. They, yeah, they're just like, for, like they're, antics. They have antics yeah. in every episode. So what would you rate this episode? Um, what did I rate the last one? Like a 1 or a 1.5? I think you gave it a 2.5 or something. Or two. I don't or know. It's stupid. Like, mm, I'm going to give it a 2. Uh, because cell phone antics. Like, I don't know. Again, it's 2007. Why do the people... Why do the writers at 7th Heaven have no idea how technology works? Uh, I'm going to give it the same as I did the last episode, which was a 3.5. Let's hope that 7th Heaven can... Pick it Redeem up in the, in the last three episodes. I mean, my dream last three episodes would include the return of the rest of the Camdens, though I'm sure that is not happening. No, like a wedding between Martin and Ruthie? No, that, not that at all. I in just Scotland? Mean, no, not that at all. I don't want that at all. I don't know why. Uh, to check out these phones and these text messages, uh, our social media is Twitter and Instagram. We are at CamdenCast Show. We are Facebook.com slash CamdenCast. And we post new episodes on Wednesdays and Saturdays. There's only a few left, guys. But come check them out or listen to old ones again um, at uh, the iTunes Apple Podcast app on Stitcher and on SoundCloud.com slash CamdenCast. I'm Tanvi. I'm Aaron. This is CamdenCast. Camden.